Welcome back to the I Dare You to Care show for what I'm calling a special edition, as the show is still on hiatus. I'm your host, Sylvia Baffour. So this special edition is focused around a relatively current event at the time of this recording. You know, it's been a couple of weeks now, right? And, and most of us around the world now know about the, the infamous moment that transpired at the 94th Academy Awards ceremony, a.k.a. the Oscars on the, uh, the 27th of March. And since that incident, a few friends have reached out to ask my opinion about it because they were curious about the possible connection between emotional intelligence and Will Smith's behavior that night. And since this is a show about emotional intelligence, at least some aspect of that incident has a connection to emotional intelligence. Now, as I watched what happened that night, initially, I fully, I fully assumed that it was part of a pre-planned routine. I mean, after all, Chris Rock is a jokester and comedian, and Will Smith is kind of known for his comedic edge as well, right? And I'm sure that if you watched it live, then, then maybe you also thought that it was all part of a pre-planned thing. It seemed to me like such a wild impossibility that, that it wasn't some sort of prank. And so immediately after it happened, I jumped onto Twitter, which I don't use very often, but I knew it would have the most up-to-date conversation going on. And I wanted to make sure that what I had just witnessed was actually real. And to my amazement, it was. Will Smith literally and unapologetically, at least in the moment, smacked Chris Rock across the face with a slap literally heard around the world. Now, my intention in this episode is not to psychoanalyze the situation or even take sides or vilify or vindicate Will Smith. I mean, I know there are more than enough pundits and influencers out there who've already aired their share of insight and grievances into what should and shouldn't have happened that night. What I'd like to do is share some thoughts that I hope could serve us all in moments when we are triggered emotionally. And I know that I talked about emotional triggers in a previous episode, but I want to dive a little deeper into one concept in particular. And before we dive into that, I would love for you to indulge me for a quick story that really frames this conversation. It's a true story that a coaching client of mine shared with me right before the Christmas holidays. Now, for the sake of privacy, I've changed her name, but the story remains the same. We'll call her Jessie. So we're on our last coaching call of the season when Jessie says, I want to tell you about something that happened to me a couple of weeks ago because you were all up in my head that day. And over Zoom, I gave her that look of, uh-oh, I hope this is nothing bad. And she said, I walked into a 7-Eleven store near my house to buy a few things. As I approached the door, a woman outside was begging for money. I politely smiled and I walked into the store. I grabbed the things I needed to buy and I also bought a gift card. Then I walked out of the store and walked up to the woman and offered her the gift card. And she looks at me and says, what am I going to do with that? Now, side note, if you're like most of us humans, this is probably the moment that you roll your eyes in disbelief and shock and maybe even utter a few unmentionable words before storming off, right? But Jesse said, you know, Sylvia, surprisingly, I remained calm when I heard her say that because I've really been thinking about the things we discussed in our coaching session. And she said, I kept thinking, shifting phrase, shifting phrase, shifting phrase. And that helped keep me calm. 
And then I literally said to myself, could it be that this woman is not trying to be offensive to me? So, so Jessie said she, she moved a little closer to the woman to explain her intentions. And she says, ma'am, the reason I gave you the gift card is because I wanted you to have the freedom to choose whatever you need to buy. I didn't want to make the choice for you and then just assume you would appreciate it. And she said, the woman looked at her a little embarrassed and she said, thank you, but, but I can't go into the store to use the card. Jessie, puzzled, said, well, well, why can't you? And the woman said, because I, I don't have any shoes. The owner will not allow me into his store. So all of a sudden, Jessie found herself feeling compassion for this woman as she thought about the fact that where they live in California, even dogs are allowed into the store. And, and yet here's this woman who wasn't. And the woman said, can you please buy me a whole pizza? Then I can save some for later tonight and, and, and also have enough left over for tomorrow. As Jessie walked back into the 7-Eleven to buy the pizza, a single realization made her feel even more compassion for the woman. She said, Sylvia, that moment made me realize that I had never had to engage in food accounting before. Now, honestly, I had never heard that term before. I don't know if you have. But Jessie said, I've never had to budget and ration my food so much to be able to stretch what I was going to eat into multiple meals. A couple of weeks after the encounter, she said that she'd been going back to the 7-Eleven store every few days to see if she would find the woman again to give her a pair of shoes. Because, you know, through their conversation, she got to learn about her shoe size. Now, you've got to understand that I felt an extra level of gratitude and, and appreciation in hearing Jessie's experience. Because in truth, even she will admit that she is not a people person at all. In fact, it's part of the reason that we were working together in the first place. And she said she usually didn't spare the time of day to engage in moments like that. So it was gratifying to hear her not only use a strategy that we discussed together, but, but use it successfully. So I guess this is as good a time as any for me to elaborate further on this idea of a shifting phrase. I mean, what is it? Well, if you happen to listen to the prior episode where I touched on emotional triggers, then you might remember that I set out a brief formula to help us overcome our triggers. And I made a point that we all have emotional triggers, every single one of us. You know, maybe you're triggered by what feels like a condescending conversation, or you're triggered by feeling left out, or you're triggered by not being trusted, you name it. We all get triggered emotionally, and when that happens, often unbeknownst to us, we engage in some sort of negative thinking, either about the person or the situation at hand, and that usually leads us to some sort of action on our part, right? So for instance, if you're triggered by feeling disrespected, the first thing you, you may think of to yourself is, what a bastard to speak to me that way, <laughs> And, and ultimately, that might result in your lashing out or sending an email that uh, on second thoughts you wish you could unsend, or, or maybe you just shut down. Because we so often don't think about how we're talking to ourselves in those moments that we're triggered, we tend to have less control over what we do with how we are feeling in the moment. So introducing a shifting phrase into the equation is exactly the tool that we need to better manage internally what we're, what's impacting us externally. So, so this is how it would work. 
And, and I'll use Jessie as an example. So when, when Jessie got triggered by what she felt was disrespect from the woman she offered the gift card to, instead of thinking, I can't believe this bleep bleep is such an ungrateful so-and-so, which would have led her to storm off with the gift card in hand. Uh, by the way, her actual confession of what she would have done pre-coaching. She told me instead that she reached in her mind for a shifting phrase, which you might remember in her case was, could it be that she's not trying to be offensive to me, right? So a shifting phrase is anything that we can say to ourselves in those intense trigger moments that helps shift our focus away from negative self-talk and from an impulsive reaction. The way I like to put it is this. Shifting phrases prevent us from assuming negative intent until we know more. I mean, they don't have answers inherently built into them, but they definitely open our minds to possibilities and, and to more curiosity. So they shift us away from thinking in absolutes and, and most importantly, they allow us a wise moment of pause. So now let's, let's circle back to that night of the 94th Academy Awards incident. Most of us don't exactly know what triggered Will Smith, whether it was him noticing his wife's displeased expression or something else entirely. But that really isn't the point of focus here. Because regardless of the backstory about the parties involved that night, Chris, Jada, and Will, my focus is on how this emotional management tool could have helped Will Smith in his trigger moment. The bottom line is that, you know, when we allow our emotions to get the best of us, it seldom leads to a good outcome. Maybe you'll agree. In fact, you know, I once came across a saying that I think reveals a naked truth. Because it said simply, Lack of impulse control has filled up jails, hospitals, and cemeteries. I mean, think about that for a moment. Isn't that the truth? Lack of impulse control has filled up jails, hospitals, and cemeteries. So, so that night at the Oscars, I would venture to say that in the moment Will found himself triggered by Chris Rock's comment, or whatever triggered him, if he had said something to himself like, is it possible Chris did not mean to offend my wife? I highly doubt that his very next action would have been to get up and charge 10 steps to the stage to slap Chris Rock in front of the whole world. I mean, he essentially did that because whatever he thought in that moment had him assuming the worst of intentions. And shifting phrases prevent us from doing that. I mean, shifting his thinking in that moment would most probably have resulted in some other action that, that wouldn't have been as regrettable or as far-reaching in its consequences. You know, maybe from his seat, he might have just sternly cautioned Chris and asked him to apologize to his wife without the profanities. Uh, or maybe he would have pulled Chris aside right after to, to have a one-on-one -on -one with him, right? The reality is, because we are human, each and every one of us has it within us the potential to blow a gasket and, and behave in embarrassing and regrettable ways. We all have that potential. In fact, if you've read my book, then you know that I was no stranger to out-of-control, mind-blowing behavior with that chair-throwing incident that I had a couple of decades ago. You know, I wholeheartedly believe that the things that trigger us emotionally are always going to be a trigger for us. I think, for instance, 
I will always be triggered by what feels like a rude or condescending conversation. But how I choose to manage that trigger is what can change and improve over time. And that's true for you as well. You know, there's no judgment here. I mean, we are, we are human and we, each of us, have our own triggers. What matters, though, is that we keep practicing and getting used to reaching for those shifting phrases whenever we need them. All right. If you will, pl- please come back with me uh, for a moment, back to Jesse's story and a new insight that I got from our coaching session. And I hope that this might be a useful insight for you as well. Oh, by the way, so one of the things I really enjoy in my coaching experiences with clients is, is the learning that I receive as well and the ways my client conversations help me uncover deeper, more useful insights about the things we're discussing. So in conversation with Jesse, I discovered a way to make a shifting phrase even more effective, taking it from ordinary to extraordinary. Let me explain what I mean. You see, the way I see it, shifting phrases are generic questions that we ask ourselves in those trigger moments. And we can all use the same generic phrases depending on what's needed for the particular emotional trigger we're trying to manage, right? So for instance, if you and I at different times were triggered by what felt like a rude person, to manage our emotions during our separate encounters, we could both have used a shifting phrase like, is it possible they didn't mean to be this rude, right? If, for instance, we're triggered by feeling ignored, we could, we could use a shifting phrase like, could there be a reason I was left out that I'm not aware of? If the trigger left us, for instance, feeling misunderstood, we could use a shifting phrase like, could there be a miscommunication happening here? And, and literally, you would say that to yourself. What I discovered to move shifting phrases from ordinary to extraordinary, from effective to super effective, is to get more specific with the phrase so that now the phrase gets created out of a lived experience of some sort, right? And when that happens, your shifting phrase turns into what I call a platinum shifting phrase, a level above. It's the kind of phrase that takes us from generic to specific, Because a platinum shifting phrase is one that is created from something that actually happened to us and typically resulted in a good outcome. So in Jessie's case, the next time she's triggered by someone she thinks is being very rude, instead of employing a shifting phrase like the one that she used that day at the store, she can now reach next level for a platinum shifting phrase that says something like, could this be a 7-Eleven moment? Don't get me wrong. Shifting phrases are great, and and we all need them as we begin the journey of better managing what we do when we're triggered. But platinum shifting phrases help us with next-level self-control, as I like to, to put it. Platinum shifting phrases can help us manage the emotional trigger moment even more effectively because they force us to, to remember that moment we were triggered in the same way when we shifted our thinking and experienced a good outcome as a result of how we chose to manage our emotions. So the key is that you and I won't get to experience the full power of a platinum shifting phrase like, could this be a 7-Eleven moment? Because we weren't the ones who personally experienced it, right? That was Jesse's experience. So it's a phrase that lends a lot of power to Jesse in the future when she's triggered in similar ways. Because she lived it, right? She experienced it, and so it uniquely connects to her. 
Now, over time, as we employ more and more shifting phrases, we will also develop our own platinum shifting phrases that will become ours. And they'll carry the power to help us in ways that mean more to us than anyone else. You know, maybe we can start calling those phrases PSPs. What do you think? Yeah, let's do that. Let's start calling them PSPs. Short and sweet and easy, easy to remember for those moments when we feel least like controlling ourselves. So ultimately, what we say to ourselves in our trigger moments is about the most important thing we must pay attention to. So the next time you get emotionally triggered, just think PSP, PSP, and only you will know how powerful that is in helping you control the impact of your emotions. You know, at the end of the day, shifting or platinum shifting phrases don't imply that we, we have to close our eyes to the ill intention or the bad action of others, right? Because I do know that there are times when people we interact with actually did intend to be rude or condescending or whatever the case may be. But these phrases, these phrases are simply an emotional management tool that we get to use to help us maintain control in the moment and, and give us a chance to tap into our better nature, especially when it otherwise would have been easier to impulsively react and just deal with the aftermath. I mean, speaking about aftermath, as of the time of this recording, it was just announced that Will Smith has been banned from the Oscars and other Academy events for the next 10 years. I mean, that's an aftermath. You know, so I invite you to take a moment to think about experiences when you've been triggered. I mean, if you had an opportunity for a do-over, would anything change? Maybe, maybe not. I mean, if you do think that there was room for, for you to have handled things differently, could shifting your self-talk have made a difference? And, and maybe a more important question is, could you see yourself trying this out in the future, these PSPs? I, I hope you do. I hope so. I mean, we just need to remember that controlling our emotional reactions takes deliberate focus and intention, and the outcome is often very well worth it. I mean, it may feel easier said than done, right? You're probably sitting here thinking, well, Sylvia, that's all easier said than done in the moment that you're triggered emotionally. But, but how else do we get to experience emotional mastery and influence how we act than by guiding what we say to ourselves in those difficult moments? So if you ever try out uh, using a shifting phrase or a PSP, a platinum shifting phrase, during an emotionally charged moment in your life, and you'd love to share that with me, I would love to hear from you. I, I always love hearing from my listeners. So please feel free to inbox me um, on my social media platforms. That's Instagram, Facebook, or LinkedIn. Or you can also just email me, sylvia at sylviaspeaks.com. As always, I want to thank you for the privilege of your listening ear and, and for taking time out of your day to listen to this episode. If anything you heard might be useful to someone you know, please feel free to share this episode with them. And also, please feel free, remember, feel free to reach out with any questions that you might have. I look forward to reconnecting again with you in the near future. And until then, take good care and continue to dare to care.